Hello everyone, I'm Carrie, and I'm Kristen, and we're bringing you our weekly podcast called Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families. Kristen and I met a few years ago through a mom's club in our town, but our friendship really took off when we started sharing the heartaches and successes we both experienced in raising our children in blended families. We hope to share insights, stories, and a few laughs with you on this crazy and rewarding journey of parenting. So grab your glass of wine, and if something we share resonates with you, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Cheers. Cheers. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 3 of Guide to Blending Families. Today, we're going to talk about getting through the holidays, some practical tips, and some emotional challenges and recommendations of how to get through this difficult time and keep your family happy and sane. So we wanted to first start, since Carrie, it is nearly Halloween, and we wanted to talk about how to get through a holiday like Halloween, where it's just one day, few hours, trying to figure the whole thing out. Yep. And we are right around the corner from Halloween. And, you know, like you said, it's a one day event. So there's, it's actually a few hours if you are trick or treating with, you know, kids that are able to do that. So it really, it can be tricky, especially depending on your situation. And if you live close by to your ex, or if you guys are have a distance between you and how to kind of manage that. So a couple of things that Kristen and I were talking about for Halloween specifically is that you know, there might be a school parade that, you know, all the parents can come to, or if it's trick or treating, maybe everybody goes together. I know for us, um, it's kind of evolving every year, but typically what we do is we trick or treat, um, near my house with all three of my kids. We've incorporated friends now since they're getting a little bit older. Um, and then my ex-husband will come too, and he and my husband like bring a cocktail for the walk around and we all like trick or treat as one big happy family. Yeah. What do you guys do? I think that's, yeah. So I think it's a really good point that it is ever evolving. And I would say, you know, the first couple years of splitting Rylan, I felt like a sense of dread around uh, right after Labor Day of, oh my gosh, what is going on for Halloween, Thanksgiving? What days do they fall on since we split the week? So it was just so much anxiety of figuring out what it's going to look like and what it'll look like next year. And I would say that that's been sort of the greatest lesson so far is you never know what your relationship's going to be with the other person in a year from now. So, you know, just take it one year, one holiday at a time. So there were years in the past where um, it wasn't my day and I, I didn't feel like we were in a place where we could share. So um, I actually picked my daughter up from school and we just kind of like did our own thing for a little bit. And, um, you know, if there is a park nearby where there's trick or treating, sometimes, you know, there's a town that has the stores are giving out candy. You can really like create your own thing if you're not ready to share the day and then this year we're going to all be one happy blended family and we're going to go up to my ex-in-laws and be in their neighborhood and just kind of celebrate and then leave at the end of the night um because it's not my night so um it's just nice to know that even if you have anxiety 
from holiday to holiday that things can really change. I totally agree. I, I mean, I remember in the beginning being the same way, just like worrying, how's this going to work? What am I going to do? What's it going to be yeah. like? And, you know, it's been, Lucas is turning eight, so it's been seven years. And I feel like now we kind of have like a good groove. And there's still times where I get you know upset about it because I'm like, well, I don't want to give this up. And then I try to go back to, you know, how do I share? And is it fair? How would I feel if it was on the other side of it? Mm, right. It's like giving that grace that we've talked about before, where, you know, you always have to think if I am the other person and it's not my night and I say, you know, the other person says, well, basically screw you. It's not your night. So you don't really have any, you know, entitlement to this time that is really hurtful and painful. So Right. Always extending yourself and thinking in like a reciprocal manner, this is going to help me at some point in time. And your kid's probably going to love it the most anyway. You know, having you together, it is the most uncomfortable for the adults in the end. It is. You're right. I think the kids and I think it is really helpful. At least it has been in our situation for him to see all of us together and know that we're not only friendly and that we talk, but also that we all have his best interests in mind. I mean, we've even done like sit downs with all three parents when we were having issues. Cause I really think it's important that they see you can't hide and like, go talk to this one and not expect that parent to know, like all three of us are your parents. Like we're all here. Um, and you know, it's not a perfect system, but so far so good. <laughs> yeah. And I like the idea of bringing booze. Right. To right. It's easy. way more fun. It definitely <laughs> Institute some wine in a coffee cup with our Halloween this yep, year. It's definitely a good one. Um, what about other holidays? Like let's say Thanksgiving where again, it's one day, but it can be more of an extended day. How would you guys handle that in your situation? So again, just trying to be creative and working around, you know, sort of respecting the schedule. Um, but knowing that we both, really want to be with our daughter um so we just created a new tradition where her dad um they do thanksgiving the day before so on wednesday you know most everybody that's working full-time gets out around you know like a half a day so they go up and they have thanksgiving dinner with his family and um in the last year or two i think that i've even said you know, even if it's not your white night on Wednesday night, um, just keep her just knowing that she's probably going to be exhausted. She's probably going to have been playing with her cousins all day. And honestly, what's the difference if I get her at eight o'clock at night and she falls asleep in the car when I get her or I get her at, you know, nine o'clock on Thursday morning, no one's doing anything, no one's drinking or eating, you know, heavily at that time. So that's kind of like the grace that I extend to him. So um, and then my family, you know, because I usually have her Wednesday or, you know, Thursday to Sunday morning, um, she's always with us on Thanksgiving. So that's an easy one. So I can kind of, you know, be more considerate in that way. Um, but other families where, you know, we discussed this with, you know, people that are first responders or police officers that do shift work, that have rotating schedules, um, you know, they have to create their their own traditions anyway. If that's the day that they're working, they're just not going to be able to have Thanksgiving. If you have it, you know, six in the morning to six at night is your shift. Um, you have it much later, another day or an earlier day. So I think just being flexible to, that's really the message I think is just making what is best for a child and, and knowing there is no, 
just like there's no perfect family there's no perfect holiday so might as well give that expectation up and i i think that's touching on a good point i know for myself that you know holiday time you have this desire to make it perfect you want your kids to remember it and you know have everything beautiful and all the food looks great and everything goes a certain way because we do that to ourselves and create this image in our mind but I think if we can accept like you said that it's not going to be perfect but it's still going to be good family time it really Mm -hmm. eases the tension probably just comes with time and age like in my 20s, there's no way I would have said the same thing. I mean, everything had to be perfect. Nobody would touch my Christmas tree. I did my, you know, it was perfect. And now, you know, my kids do the tree. I really don't care if it's a mess. Like, it's what right. it is. You it's going to get wrecked anyway. It, exactly. But it's evolving always. Um, yeah. And, I that, you know, the, the hard part about holidays is that it's not only our expectations, but it's everyone else around us. So if your mom goes crazy over the holidays and you're kind of like feeding off of her anxiety or your in-laws or your new in-laws, there's so much that people just carry into the holiday that if that's just the general expectation. And yeah, I think it does happen over time because you, it's exhausting to try to get it all together. And the whole holiday season is exhausting. Your kids are cranky. They're cracked out on, you know, food and no sleep and parties. So something's going to be a disaster. Might as well just come to terms with it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I I had a thought too, while we were talking about being flexible and making new traditions, I kind of likened it to when you get married or you're, you know, you're dating and you're now incorporating someone else's family into your holiday schedule. It's kind of the Mm -hmm. same. So, you know, you expect that, okay, I'm engaged, right? So now I'm going to have to see his family and my family. And you kind of figure that out. So, you know, going through the years of my life, we've done Thanksgiving breakfast. We've done Christmas Eve. We've done Christmas Day. We've done Christmas uh, Thanksgiving Eve night because there's so many families. Like if you're married, you know, now like you have your your family and your in-laws. Well, what if your spouse also has step parents, right? Like there can literally be like six places that you have to be every holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good point. So just you, you know, you're okay with it when it's your own like choice and you know that these are what the options and these are the things that you have to do. And sometimes, right. There's a little more resentment when it's like, Oh God, now my whole, you know, plan is all messed up, but you would do it anyway for, you know, under good circumstances. Right. So I think like just kind of remembering when you're now, trying to navigate the step families and the blended families and the ex families into your kids holiday traditions to just remember like this is okay it doesn't have to be perfect it might not be the same every year I'm definitely Mm -hmm. a huge believer in traditions I love doing traditions but sometimes they have to be flexible yeah, absolutely. So how do you guys do that with your blended family? Because I know there's a couple dynamics there. So how do you try to maintain tradition or maintain sanity? How does that work for you guys? <laughs> so Thanksgiving's actually a pretty standard one. We alternate with my three stepdaughters every year. So this is an even year we have everybody for Thanksgiving. Um, which means we end up then having my husband's brother and his family. So there ends up being like 25 people, I think, at Thanksgiving at our house this year. Oh, wow. 
Um, so then, you know, my parents come, everybody comes. And then on the opposite years, um, I still have my son, Lucas, and the girls go to their moms. And then um, I'm trying to remember. He goes to his, I can't even remember. He goes to his dad's, like your, your, like Ryland does on Wednesday night, has early Thanksgiving breakfast with his grandmom and then comes home for like one o'clock and we do an afternoon dinner. Right. And that's kind of been like pretty standard. That's kind of what we do. Um, how about right. you? You said you do the Thanksgiving the day before. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, depending on work schedules and like you said, you know, I have two brothers and they try to accommodate their in-laws. So, and they both live far away. So sometimes they're here and sometimes they're not. And we just found out they're not going to be here, even though they weren't here last year because of some other circumstances. So it's just kind of like always, always going. Just go with the flow. Now, how about for Christmas? What does that look like for you guys? Christmas, I think, is my favorite holiday. So I do get a little bit rigid or at least more rigid with what I want it to be. Um, Again, trying to be flexible and accommodate everybody. But what we've done is Christmas Eve is the time that we have everyone together. So we have all six kids here in our home. And my dad comes down and spends the night Um, so we kind of do like our dinner and we do all of that Christmas Eve. I do usually like one gift for every, whatever, like the group gift is going to be, or if they all get the same thing, we'll do it Christmas Eve because then Christmas morning, I have my three little ones. Um, Brenna actually, she lives with us, but she usually goes to her mom's so she can wake up with her little sister with Aubrey. Mm -hmm. Um, so then in the morning on Christmas, we have my husband and I, my dad, and the three littles. And then Lucas leaves to go to his dad right when the big girls come back. Oh, so we kind of like flip-flop during the day. Mm-hmm. And then I meet up with Lucas again at my mom's for dinner Christmas night. Got it. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. People are coming and going. But for you, you know, as the mom that you always have someone with you and someone, you know, enjoying your time with them and then you have the Christmas Eve I think that's awesome having a group gift everybody opening it together having that time together I'm sure that's just a really beautiful and peaceful time it is and like you like we were talking about like making your own traditions because you know initially I was upset I'm like well wait we're not all gonna be together on Christmas like that was didn't sit well with me I'm like but that you know I want to have everybody on Christmas but you know, the schedule went that they were with their mom from like 10 to, or with us from 10 to six and with mom in the morning. And, you know, Brenna, who's now 17, moved in with us when she was 14. And even then I'm like, well, how's Christmas going to work now? Because Aubrey's now back at her mom's, like, she's not going to wake up with her sisters all there. You know, as much as like, of course I wanted Brenna here. I just felt, you know, now Aubrey was only seven at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. You, you kind of have to give some things up in the process, which you don't love to do. I mean, nobody (laughs) loves not having their kids with them. Um, but it's just one of those unfortunate side effects. It's like, you know, when, I don't know why recently I've been hearing from a couple people about my girls not being together all the time and they're like oh that must be so hard do they even see each other do they do they like love each other and I'm like of course they do I mean of 
course they miss each other and they would rather be together all the time. I would rather have them be together all the time. It just unfortunately can't be. And I can't stay in that place of wishing for things that aren't reality. So, you know, I think that that does come up poignantly in the holiday time of they're not together on Christmas or I'd love them to be, you know, there'd be no moving around, but it just can't be. So let's make the best of it and let's, create the new traditions and you know it is important for everybody to share time that's just the message for the kids is that you're with us and then you get to go to your grandmom's house and your other grandmom's house so it's all about sharing I agree and I think one thing we haven't touched on um mainly because you and I are both in you know new relationships have another family kind of so it's not like we're not alone mm-hmm. when our one child goes to the other or they you know all the dynamics are changing mm-hmm. but i know that there's people out there for sure that don't have that so they might be the single mom that now it's christmas and you're alone right and what do you think are some tips or um you know suggestions for that situation Yeah, I think it's good to think about it. Um, You know, that's where the dread sets in, I think. Um, So it's all counteracted by planning. So if you know that New Year's Eve, you know, as much as we complain about our kids being around, if your kid isn't around on New Year's Eve and you don't have a significant other, that's that's a really difficult time. So um, just planning to be around friends or family or travel to some place, you know, if you have a few days off, you have one day off, go and, you know, go into the city and check things out, do any last minute shopping that you need to do, spend money, whatever it is that you yeah. do. Retail therapy. <laughs> Retail therapy. <laughs> Don't probably go to a bar by yourself or grab a friend to do that. Um, you know, there's plenty of people that want to be your wingman or, you know, want to get a break too. So just all about planning. And I would say, you know, don't be afraid to reach out because the worst thing you can do is feel like you're alone and nobody understands your pain and nobody, you know, cares. Everybody cares. It's just, they need to know that it's something that they can help you with. So just kind of like opening yourself up to be vulnerable to it and accepting the help. I think that's exactly what it is because I think more often than not people, especially if it's a new breakup or a new situation, they're going to feel embarrassed mm-hmm. or potentially might feel embarrassed or, you know, just awkward about it. You know, where do I go? And I'm the one showing up, but I agree. If they're your friends, they're going to love you no matter what. And if you give them the okay to care about you and love you and welcome you in, they will. Mm-hmm. But people also get nervous about that. Like they don't almost like they don't want to bring it up unless you bring it up. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have a friend, she's single, she lives, you know, New York. And I ask her almost every holiday just to make sure, you know, like it's Easter. You want to come down. It's 4th of July. You want to come down. Like she has a very full and busy life. um, But I just want her to always know that no matter what, that I'm thinking about her and that she is welcome and she's never, you know, she only adds to the enjoyment of our family and, and our friendship. So yeah, just even, I think it's good to think about other people in our lives during the holidays and really extend ourselves to them. I agree. It's the whole holiday season and, and really it should be always the way we live, but yes. we always get more, you know, sentimental. And I think even thoughtful during the holidays because it's at the forefront of our minds. Yep. Yep. Um, so what about, I think especially for Christmas, this is something that's affected our family. 
is, you know, as a parent, you can be flexible and you can deal with the schedule changes and, you know, the alternating and having Christmas Eve, everybody together and not. Um, but for us, it's become apparent recently the reaction and the impression on the other siblings. Like, so I have two kids that live here all the time that are my husband's and mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't go back and forth anywhere and they are, they're just here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were so focused on making sure the kids that were going back and forth were okay initially that we emphasized how lucky they were. They got two Christmases, they got two parents, they have two birthdays. And now on the opposite side of that, I have my six-year-old saying, how come I only have one dad? How come I only get one Christmas? Right. You're so and you're like, normal. whoa. <laughs> yeah. You made it like, too- oh. <laughs> you're failing and making it so normal. <laughs> I know like you're supposed to have one right so that's like it's challenging because you know I want them to grow up knowing that Christmas morning this is what we do on Christmas morning but sometimes it's just not like that like I can't make it the same every year right right so what have you like what have you figured out with Reagan for example so who you know doesn't leave the house to go to another family what have you thought of or like what's worked or what hasn't worked for her? Um, we kind of just both look at her and say, my husband and I both say, well, you don't need to because you have the best ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. We don't really know what to say. <laughs> kind of throwing the other parents under the bus, but like, <laughs> how do you make her feel good about it? Right. So I think what it is, is like, she kind of wants to feel special too. So right. she, she knows she's, not getting something extra, which like she kind of is uh, bummed out about. So I would say like, how do you create that time into something special for her? So like, you know what we're going to do now that it's just you and you know, your, your two brothers, we're going to go out to, um, we're going to go to Philly and go to the ice skating rink, or we're going to go, you know, where's your favorite place to go to breakfast? That's where we're going to go today. You know, we're, what movie do you want to watch? We're going to watch that in our pajamas for the next two hours. So, you know, making it that her staying behind, cause that, that is honestly difficult. Um, I know that from watching my girls that the one that leaves is sad, but they're going to a new environment and they do get over it very quickly. The one that stays behind, um, they feel lonely, you know, there's no, transition that's breaking that up for them so they have to think of something so that's what I do you know with whoever I have is like okay um now it's just mommy Rylan time or mommy Gwen time so let's go do something fun that the other one wouldn't necessarily want to do to make it special and do you do that regularly or just during holiday times or um I think I do it regularly only because I only have one with me if the other one's not there so it's pretty easy um and to be honest I just I think I try to create that for my own like imaginary world (laughs) that everything's okay so I'll say like oh thank god I only you know I wouldn't say that out loud but like thank god I only have one now I can you know just throw Gwen in the food shopping cart and we're gonna go have like a really funny time at the food store and if Rylan was here you know she'd want me to do this or that we wouldn't be able to so I just try to think 
always of like, what am I able to do? What's, what's like the silver lining of this moment? So that, I was just going to say that the silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. So I can be like grateful. I think about like trying to find those moments of like gratitude. So um, I don't spend too much time like in sadness or in despair about something I don't have. I can just try to really focus on that. And the girls love it. They think, you know, Oh, awesome. I get to go to, TJ Maxx with mom? How cool is that? Buy a $2 right. toy there. Right. And I think it's more that they just get your undivided attention. Yeah. Like that's what they want, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. All right. So we talked about how we handle it. We talked about, you know, being flexible definitely is important. Um, I do think that consistency always in all aspects of parenting is huge. So you know, for us, even though we're flexible on the times, we generally have a consistent plan each year, like on even years, they're here on odd years, they're there on the, with my stepdaughters. Now with my son, we're way more loose than that. Like we have a general plan, but you know, it'll be the beginning of November and I'm like, all right, what's the plan? What are we doing? What day does it fall on? You know, how are we working this? Um, but Lucas is very in tune to all that. So he wants to know. So in, for us and in, in our family, consistency is really important so that everybody knows where everybody's going to be It all the, you know, all the pieces work and the machine runs well. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think that's, you know, that's just a really good point that it, it almost varies like with each relationship, but just being consistent. I think the communication is important too. So you know, I'm already thinking about, okay, what's my conversation going to be in terms of, you know, who's sleeping where and what we're doing and pick up times so that even your kids know, you know, that Lucas knows if he's, if he wants to be part of that conversation or he wants to know that detail ahead of time. So for his anxiety, you know, he can have a plan. I think that's, that's really important. I agree. And it's, you know, I, I used to get um, almost upset by that because it felt like for my own insecurities that he was like dying to get out of here and couldn't wait to go to his dad's. And when, when does dad get me again? Right. And, you know, I try to realize that that's not necessarily the case. He loves us both. He just wants to know where he's going to be and when. Right. Right. Cause you know, if they're used to your normal, you know, Sunday, to you know friday sunday to sunday plan us holiday you know it changes everything is up in the air so you know i think i guess and that's good to know maybe he just is that type of kid that wants to know where he's going when he's doing it who's picking it up how long it's going to be because who knows he might say the same thing to his dad when's the next time i'm going to see mom when's mom you know coming to pick me up right and I think he does. He generally is like, okay, what day is today? Okay, good. So I'm going to dad's today or I'm going to this and call holidays. Like you said, throws a wrench into all that. So I just try to, I think we both, we all do. We all talk to him about what the day is. And I hear him now saying the same thing to his siblings. We're like, no, Reagan, it's not Tuesday. It's Thursday. Thursday is the day we do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So he definitely is paying attention to all that. Yeah. Yep. Um, the last thought I have on the flexibility and tell me what you think is being flexible in the situation you have today is really important. And then, you know, the wrench gets thrown in when now your ex has 
a new a new spouse or girlfriend or whatever and now they're incorporating other traditions on their side so you have to again now be flexible and what do you think like the emotions are of that so you know do you get angry because oh well I have to change my schedule because of my ex-husband's new girlfriend or how do you like find the positivity in that right total stab to the heart I haven't encountered that yet so um I am not sure how I will but you know what I mean he has a girlfriend but I think he has been relatively um thoughtful in the way of whatever it is that they're going to do they do on his time so even though we split you know the holidays there it goes back to so I'll have her until Sunday. And so I think he went and visited, you know, his girlfriend's family in the time that I had Rylan. And then, you know, maybe the next week from Sunday to Wednesday that they um, can do whatever they wanted with Rylan. So I think it's important just to communicate as much as you can what what you're you know, your particular needs are and what the needs are of your kids. So, you know, let's try to, in general, stick to the plan as much as possible. So, you know, if your day was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Halloween or, you know, Thanksgiving falls on Thursday, can you do something in the beginning of part of the week when it is your actual time? And I know that doesn't work for everybody, but I would say just in the framework of being consistent with your kid, because, um, Otherwise, it is so much running around. So I think you can have, you know, consideration, but also a boundary when it goes and feels too, you know, much of an inconvenience or, you know, an effect on your kid. I think that's a good point, too. Like, you know, depending on the age of your child, are they able to, you know, make it through the day with going to dad's house, mom's house, grandmoms and the other grandmoms all in one day? Or is four houses in a span of six hours, like just way too much for the two-year-old. Right. And that's the conversation. Then you say, can you go to your, you know, to, to your grandma's house, your girlfriend's mom's house the weekend before or the weekend after when it's your actual day, because that is a lot, you know, we want to have our children see their family as much as possible, but we don't want to have them, you know, emotionally strung out and, you know, be a complete mess. So that doesn't really serve anybody well. So I think that that's where I think about the boundaries of just, you know, as much as you can have that conversation about like, what's good for our kid? Would we do this on a normal day? Would they go to four people's houses and, you know, 12 hours, they probably would not because they're going to be sleeping and throwing a fit through probably three of them. Right. And I, and I feel like I bring that up because I remember doing that as a kid and I don't know that I ever felt exhausted about it, but I mean, I'm, I probably did. I started doing it when I was like two or three years old. Um, but we would go to like my mom's mom's house and my dad's mom's house and then my aunt's house. And then we'd have our own Christmas. And it was like, you know, I did it up until I was in college, maybe even after college, we would just run, run, run all day. And you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. Right. And I'm so like, you know, the quality time that you spend with everybody can't be more than two hours or something. You know, you just say hi and start catching up and then you got to run out the door. Exactly. It is It's like a marathon rather than, you know, really embodying what it's supposed to be about and spending time. Um, So I think that's always something to keep in mind when you're developing your plans and you're trying to share and make sure it's fair for everybody 
you know, make sure it's fair for your kid. Yeah. We kind of get caught up in it and we, you know, it might not seem like a big deal to us. Like I can handle four houses in a day. No problem. I got this. I can schedule the heck out of it. But how does it affect them? Right. Right. Absolutely. I can only probably handle two houses and then I'll be cranky. (laughs) (laughs) I think now I'm down to two. Like (laughs) I used to be able to do four, but that was before I was carting all the kids with me. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. But any other thoughts on how we can uh, share for the holidays? No, I think those are just a lot of good, um, good ideas, good information, keeping it consistent, having a plan, keeping your child's best interest in mind you know, communication. Um, I think that's, those are all really good points. I agree. And, you know, as always, Chris and I are happy to share, you know, our personal stories and would welcome you to share any of yours. And if there's, you know, cool holiday traditions that you've encountered or developed in your blended family, we would love to hear them. We hope that, you know, we, we got something meaningful out of our conversation and that our goal is always to help help us all step up in our parenting skills and to blend gracefully. So we'll see you next week on the Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families.